team. Thanks for singing out as a congregation uh, this morning as well. It's great. Psalm 116. And I was reading this psalm uh, this week, and uh, as it would uh, as it would happen, uh, uh, it caught my eye. Verse 17, Psalm 116, verse 17. It says there, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. So I just want to talk about a sacrifice of thanksgiving and what might lead somebody to make a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And we could go into a study of you know, the sacrifices and what those entailed and maybe especially what a sacrifice of thanksgiving uh, would look like uh, if we were in um, the Old Testament uh, times and and, uh, making these literal sacrifices, uh, um, as it were, um, even with uh, uh, animals and uh, within the temple and and so on. Uh, But you know what, what, what the spirit of this is here? The spirit of this is having... A, a, a visible, purposeful gesture of expressing gratefulness and thanksgiving to the Lord. And we can definitely, we, we, we can identify with that. Um, the thing of it is that when it comes to responding to God in any way, it all hinges on what our perspective of God is. It all, it all really, um, it all depends on whether we're noticing who God is, whether we're taking into account what his nature is, uh, whether we are uh, taking to heart um, what we should be thanking him for. And the fact of the matter is that as human beings, we tend to be very negligent and be very clueless, I guess I'll just put it that way, as to how good God is being towards us. And we tend to be a little out of touch as to the many benefits and the many blessings that he is sending our way um, that we may just not even be taken into account or be totally taken for granted. We tend to focus more, and this is, we're all the same this way, we tend to be focusing more on what we see as being the problems that are in our life. You know, maybe the things that we don't perceive as being blessings. Maybe the things that we're even tempted to say, you know, if if God was truly in control, then Why are these things happening? And we start to not only not give God a sacrifice, as uh, as it were, a gesture, a a very very purposeful manifestation of our gratefulness to Him. Not only do we not do that, but we start to question His goodness altogether and maybe even become murmurers and complainers, if not outwardly, in our heart. And... uh, I some truths that we could see here from Psalm 116, because when I saw that phrase, I actually went back to the beginning of the chapter again, and, and I reread it, 
And some things just started jumping off the page to me that they were like, yeah, that's... If those things are true about God, which they are, some of the specific things that are mentioned in just this one portion of Scripture, that we could say, wow, those things are true about God, and so I am stirred to gratefulness today. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, on, 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 uh, on, on November 24th, am I going to, uh, Lord willing, enjoy a big old meal with all the trimmings, like they say, plus desserts, and, and I plan on it, and, and that's going to be great, and I will be thankful for that sort of bounty, but you know, the things that are, you can always see in this chapter here go way beyond just those physical things that God has been so faithful to provide for us, and in many ways, very bountifully, and uh, they're on a whole different plane and a whole different economy, um, and when I, when I saw those things again, they, they weren't necessarily new truths to me. But just in this context, I was stirred to say, Lord, may my, may my heart be continuously a sacrifice of thanksgiving uh, to you. And may that express itself in very specific ways along the line as to, to, uh, to what my heart of gratefulness is uh, in, in my life uh, for you. So um, I think uh, we'll be able to see some of those things uh, together here uh, this morning as well. Let's pray. Lord, I pray now as we look at your word that you would help us uh, see it very clearly, Lord, that you would open it up to us as only you can, that you would help for me to be a clear mouthpiece uh, and a faithful mouth mouthpiece for you, and that your spirit would work amongst us to just bring us uh, to, uh, to this sacrifice of uh, uh, heartfelt gratefulness and thanksgiving to you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go back uh, to the beginning of the chapter here, it says, uh, in verse 1, I love the Lord. <laughs> And let's be honest, you know, the Lord, the Lord loved us while we were yet sinners, and we can't totally, you know, explain uh, how God would, would be uh, so benevolent towards us when we, in, even in our sin, we did not deserve it, and there was really nothing for Him to need from us, and def definitely to, to shower His affection upon. Uh, as human beings, though, you know, when we love God, the Bible even says this, you know, we love Him because He first loved us. In other words, we tend to love God because we see who God is and we appreciate who God is and it moves our heart to love Him and adore Him. And this is really the, 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 uh, the spirit of what's going on in this verse here. It says, I love the Lord. What's the next word? Because, because right? <laughs> he loves us in spite of. <laughs> we love Him, what? Because, right? Because He hath heard my voice and my supplications. Simply put, the psalmist is saying here, I love God and I'm thankful to Him because He's a good listener. Thank you, Lord, for listening. And, uh, well, that is something we appreciate in one another as well, right? You might say about a person, I really appreciate that person that they're a good listener. And when I share things from my heart to them, they, you know, they, they, they hear me and, and, and I feel like they're really you know, giving attention to that. And the psalmist is saying here, I love God, you know, and, and, and the reason why I love Him, one of the first things that comes to mind is because He hears what I have to say. He's interested in what I have to say. And think about how remarkable that is. Think about God and who He is, and think about what a wondrous thing that it is that He chooses to hear us and to listen to us. I'm thankful for that, aren't you? Aren't you thankful that we don't have a God that's just kind of detached and unpersonal? 
And we learn, you know, about all of his, his holiness and all of his rules and all, and, and all the reasons why I probably should be, 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 be afraid uh, to, to be around him. <laughs> but God says, you know, I care about you. I made you. I know you're but dust. I know in your flesh you're a sinner. <laughs> but I'm interested in what you have to say. And uh, it says here, I love the Lord because, because he has heard my voice and my supplications. You know, and, and it's one thing if someone is, is just sharing about life with us, you know, and they're, and they're, and they're uh, sharing us with what's going on and, and, and some things on their heart. But what about when someone starts asking you for stuff? Are you still a good listener? Because <laughs> that's what it's saying here. You know, God is, is so good to hear me and to be a good listener, to hear my voice and my supplications. When I'm coming to him with my needs, you know. And uh, well, I guess that's kind of the, um, the test of a true friendship, right? Is when your friend has a need. And, uh, and God says, you know, um, I want to hear from you. And, and, uh, and tell me what, what you need. Tell me what you need. I'm, I'm interested um, in that. And, and so it says there, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Him being God, he, he inclines towards us. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. And so for as long as I have life, and in this life I have needs, and the two kind of go together, don't they? Right? And maybe the longer you live, the more you realize uh, that you have needs and new needs that come about. And, and the psalmist is saying here, you know, I'm thankful that God hears me. And for as long as I live, I want to I access that. I want to go to that God that, that's, a good, that's a good listener. And, uh, and you know, uh, it says the sorrows of death compass me and the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. And so it isn't like the one who ultimately offers this, this sacrifice of thanksgiving that they're doing it because they don't have any problems, right? Um, look, here's the thing about problems is we tend to very naturally ask why these problems are happening. Whereas as problems, for ones that believe in God and, and, and are thankful to the Lord, problems should drive us to just want to know more about God. Problems should be a signal to us that God is doing something right there to, to, to move our attention towards Him. And that makes all the difference. Because when people, when they don't look to God during their problems, then what, what happens? Their problems become to, uh, begin to consume them. And the more they're consumed by the problems and the more they dwell upon the problems, the more they ask why and they see the injustices of life and they think, you know, why, isn't, why am I having these problems? And, and uh, this seems unfair. And, you know, the more you focus on the problems, the more of a problem it becomes, right? But if in the midst of the problem, you see that as a signal for you to, 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 to drive in closer to, to the Lord, to, to, to think about God who he is that transcends all these problems, to think of the very character of God who is interested in you and, 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 and in the midst of these problems is even looking to turn all this to good for his glory, that totally changes things. And, uh, you know, God is a good listener, though. And throughout the Psalms, you'll see this. 
I mean, many times, you know, throughout the Psalms, you see people that are just, uh, David and others, that are laying their heart buried before the Lord, and they're saying, God, this is how I feel right now. My soul is cast down. <laughs> I'm, I'm depressed. I'm struggling. I am not clearly seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living. It seems like evil people are prospering, and we're trying to serve you here, God, and we're having all these problems. And, and God, God will listen to that. But you know what God will do? If we keep our, you know, and we, we're putting it towards him, God will say, okay, now, I hear you, but let me give you some truth that will help you with this. Let, let, me, let, me, let me show you some truth about my heart towards you, my son, my daughter. Let me, let me, let me bring your attention back to, to I, I'm, I'm hearing you. I, listen, I know what you're going through. I'm acquainted with all your griefs and all your sorrows. I'm here with you. I'm going to go through this with you. And uh, a person's perspective of who God is totally changes in all these circumstances, uh, uh, how we react to all these circumstances. Do you know that your approach to life today has everything to do with your concept of God? And whether you have in your heart a sacrifice of praise today also has everything to do with what you perceive God to be like. And, uh, and so there's an expression of this uh, going on uh, here. And in verse 4 it says, Then I called upon the name of the Lord. So in the midst of these problems, and there were grievous problems, the sorrows of death even, the pains of hell get about me, I found trouble and sorrow. What's it say? Then called I upon the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. And so you had these, these, this communication to a God that hears. Delivered straight to God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Not trying to find a bunch of other people, to, to, but go straight to God. Oh, Lord. Delivered straight to God. Deeply felt. I beseech you. I implore you. Lord, I need you. And then directly stating the need um, there. Uh, I need deliverance. Please deliver my soul. And so aren't you glad that you have a God that hears and listens? That's just one point here. And right there we could pause and, and, and give thanks uh, for sure. Then it says in verse 5, Gracious is the Lord. And the second thing that I see here for us to be thankful about this morning that we can see of God is that He is gracious. Thank you, Lord, for being gracious. Let me ask you this. Are you always gracious? Are you always gracious to the people that God's being gracious to? Well, I'm a pastor, so I'm gracious 100% of the time. Sorry, I just lied. Got to confess that here real quick. Look, we're not gracious as God is gracious. Now, we have some gracious people in our church. And I'm thankful for gracious people. You know, I can see the Spirit of God in them that's, that's working in their lives to make them more gracious as, as, as the Lord is towards us. But we're kind of all in that process, Right? And when I look at God and how gracious He is, I, I, honestly, I say, and just my humanity, I say, God, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you stay so gracious, Lord? And that's just towards me. <laughs> Let alone uh, to a lot of other people that make me even more surprised that God is so gracious. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, I mean, look, it, look, that's where it starts, right? Is just to say that, God, look how gracious you've been to me. I'm so thankful for that. 
There's so many times I know what I'm like. Maybe nobody else knows what's going on in my heart and, and, and in my life at times, but I know. I know how rebellious I am towards you at, at, at times. I know how ungrateful I am towards you. I know how willful I am. I know some of the things that I harbor in my heart and mind at times. Lord, you've been so gracious to me. God is a gracious God. And if you're struggling maybe a little bit at Thanksgiving, you call it Thanksgiving time. It's an allotted time that really, as Christians, every day should be Thanksgiving, right? We should have the sacrifice of praise going on and, and, and Thanksgiving going on in our hearts all the time. And if you're struggling with that, think about this. Think about how gracious God has been towards you. For by grace are you saved. <laughs> if you were able to sing at the beginning of the service today, you know, uh, when the Lord saved me, something wonderful happened. You know why that happened? Because God is gracious. Because God is gracious. He, he's extended a heart of grace and giving that was totally unmerited by us, by myself. And, um, and God is gracious. And so there's, there's a, a thank you here for, for listening. There's a thank you for being gracious. Let's continue in the verse. It says, gracious is the Lord. And what's it say? And, and righteous. God is righteous. And, you know, you, you read that and you think, well, you know, I'm just going to, I could probably just fly right by that. Yeah, God is righteous. But what does that mean? Well, the Bible says he's a righteous judge. In other words, he, he reads every situation totally accurately, 100% of the time. He doesn't jump to conclusions. He doesn't misjudge the situation. He's the righteous judge who has the full measure of what is accurately happening all the time. And then he responds or acts totally appropriately and in the right way towards every situation. Who else can you say that about? Can you say that about yourself? <laughs> I don't know how many times in my life I've misjudged a situation. I don't know how many times in my life I haven't responded the, the way that I should have. I mean, many times, you know, and, and, uh, that I've had to go say sorry for that or that I should have said sorry and I didn't. But God is righteous. I mean, think about how thankful we should be about that. That God is a righteous judge. And, and He gave us His righteousness to our account. And because of His righteousness being in our account and Him being a righteous judge, He will look at my account now and say, you know, uh, you can be accepted upon my righteous merits. My righteousness I'm giving to you for eternity so you can be in good standing with me. There's a lot to that aspect of God being righteous. And... Uh, and so that any one of these, any one of these by themselves should bring about a sacrifice of, of, of thanksgiving from us. Every single one of these should move us uh, uh, to, to, to gratefulness uh, for who God is. And so thank you for, for listening, Lord. Thank you for being gracious. Thank you for being righteous. And then it goes on to say, our God is merciful. <laughs> our God is merciful. And, uh, you know... I mean, okay, so some problems, they come and we can't really explain why they happen. I mean, for as much as I knew, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing, and these things still come about. It's kind of the nature of the, the world in which we live, right? But let's be honest. There's other times 
when we bring the problems upon ourselves. Can we be honest about that? Right? We choose bad directions and we, we, we get on, we purposefully get on certain paths and paths lead to destinations. And, and God will, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll give us truth to say that's not the right path. <laughs> he will give us indication of that. He will give us, you know, he'll, he'll work on our conscience. He'll give us truth. He'll give us a chance on that. But we'll still say, no, I'm going to take this path. Oh, this is what I want to do right now. This is what I feel like doing. What happens? Well, the, we get to these destinations that aren't, they're not pleasant. They're problematic, right? Now, I don't know if you're like this at all, but there are times when I say, if that person is going to choose to do that, then good enough for them if that's what ends up happening. Now, that may be shocking to you, you know, that a preacher would say that, but don't you ever feel like that? Don't you ever say that? I mean, wouldn't you, you know, think that at times God would, would not be as long-suffering and merciful as He is? There's some, some of the, 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 the attitudes and, and some of the, the brash affront to God that's going on in our world right now. I'm thinking, wow. Do they know who they're, they're messing with? They obviously don't. Or if they do, then some, for some reason they don't care. And you just see the long-suffering of God and how God continues to give time and to give opportunity and, and to give truth because He wants people to see truth and respond to it. To it. You know, he wants to, to, get, to give light. He, it says He gives light to every man that comes into the world. And God is so merciful. God is so merciful to give those opportunities. Let nobody say at the end of the day that God was not merciful. No one would ever be able to say that. Uh, God is long-suffering. He's been merciful to us. And, and you know, uh, my experience has been, and it's biblical, that His mercies are new every morning. And I can, I can uh, uh, and have a, a fresh sacrifice of thanksgiving every day, if it's even just because of His mercies. Because of His mercy uh, to us as, as, as human beings. And His greatest manifestation of mercy is just that He made a way, you know, and the why we're yet sinners. Uh, he loved us, and he, he, he stretched out His mercy towards us that, that we might have a way of having a relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. And uh, thank you, Lord, for, for listening. Thank you for being gracious. Thank you for being righteous. And thank you for being merciful. Are you grateful about these things this morning? I mean, we can stop right there. That's been a pretty full list already, but it goes on. And it says here in verse 6, The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and He helped me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for helping me. I mean, look, you know, I've had some good friends. I think Brother Anderson here is today. I don't know how many times Brother Anderson's, you know, uh, come over and just help me with something. We lived in Pennsylvania a number of times. It seemed like I, uh, I always had like junk vehicles or junk equipment. And, you know, uh, Brother Anderson, he can, uh, he can fix things. He's like Terry Miller, you know. Like he's, those guys, these guys that can like fix anything, you know. And, uh, I mean, it's great when a friend will help us. But friends aren't always available, right? And sometimes friends don't even know that we need help. And sometimes a friend that knows that we need help, that would be willing to help us, has no capacity to help us in that situation. Hey, look, there is times, I've got to be honest, there's, there, there's times where I don't know how to help somebody. 
I want to. I wish I could. But I don't feel like I can. But you know who can? God can help. <laughs> God can help. He's the ultimate helper. <laughs> and He will help us with whatever we need help for. If we, if we look, uh, it, 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 we're even exclusively to, to Him. And it says here in verse 6, you know, the Lord preserveth the simple. I mean, you know, before God, we're all simple. We don't have the answers to it all. We don't know how it all fits together. We don't have the solutions. But the Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, realizing, you know, humble before him, and he, what? He helped me. What does the Bible say? That God gives grace to the humble. You know what's keeping you and I from God's help many times? Our pride. We, we refuse to be brought low before God. And the very things that we're going through, you know, should be bringing us low. We should be responding, oh Lord, I need you. Oh Lord, I'm humbled by this. Oh Lord, I, 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 I need help that I can't, I can't uh, conjure up and I can't seem to get from anybody else also. But Lord... You preserve the simple. I'm brought low before you. And I've learned from the past when that happens, you help me. That you help me, Lord. Are you grateful for that? Hey, can you think of a time in your life that God has helped you? I sure can. And it's good to, to reminisce on those things sometimes. Because there's things that are coming up you're going to need help with as well. And think about what God has helped you with. Hey, if you're saved, he helped you with the biggest problem you had. What else can he not help you with? If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and abradeth not. He wants to, but he, you need to humbly ask. And, and, and you need to communicate with the Lord. You need to acknowledge that, that you have those needs. And uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, so many times for helping me. And uh, the simple there is the sincere and plain-hearted person that waits upon God with on, an honest heart, um, waiting for his timely deliverance. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being gracious. Thank you for being righteous. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for helping me, Lord. On the basis of these truths, I'll offer you thanksgiving. And uh, then in verse 7 it says, Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt, what? Bountifully with thee. The Lord has dealt bountifully with thee. And... Um, the, the rest there is a perpetuated place of rest. It's ongoing. And it indicates complete and entire rest at all times under all circumstances. Spurgeon said this, Whenever a child of God, even for a moment, loses his peace of mind, he should be concerned to find it again. Not by seeking it in the world or in his own experience or by his own means, but in the Lord alone. Thank you for dealing bountifully with me, Lord. I don't know why the Lord has, has been so bountifully to, towards me. I don't know why He you know, allowed for me to live in the country that I've grown up in and, and to be uh, exposed to the gospel at such an early age and, and to, uh, to have the opportunity to learn from His Word and to, uh, to, to have a, 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 you know, a supportive wife and, and um, a, a, a children that, 
that uh, ultimately, you know, want to walk with the Lord. You know, God has been so bountiful to me. And you say, well, my life hasn't looked exactly like that. Well, the Lord has been bountiful to you as well. Do you have a copy of God's Word today? Do you realize what bounty that is? Do you, do you know what a treasure that is right there? It's of immeasurable worth. <laughs> God's Word. God has been bountiful to you. And uh, we, we sang the song this morning, right? Count your blessings. The problem is sometimes we don't count our blessings. We count perceived curses instead. But God, uh, you have been bountiful. And uh, you're a good listener. You're gracious. Thank you for being righteous. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for helping me. Thankful, thank you, Lord, for dealing uh, bountifully um, with me. And then in verse 8 it says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And uh, uh, it says, I will walk, uh, sorry, uh, in, in verse 8, for thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. God has delivered us. God has delivered us. And the testimony of one delivered is in the following verses. Let's read through verse 11 and just, just look at this testimony. The testimony of one who has delivered, been delivered. It says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. That could, that's a sacrifice of thanksgiving right there. You delivered me, so I want to I live for you, Lord. I believe, therefore have uh, I spoken, I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? And, and, and so he's saying, you know, uh, there, there's times when I focus on others and, and people let me down. And I'm focusing on the fact that it seems like everybody's a liar. I can't trust anybody. And that's, that's not true. But we focus on, on, we think everybody's sometimes against us, and, we, and, and, and there's nobody that can be dependent upon. But look, what we need to get back to is realizing we have a great deliverer in the Lord. And in his deliverance, he's also brought many other benefits into our life. And coming to that point there in verse uh, um, 12, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? And, and coming to that place where we're saying this, look, Instead of being self-centered to continuously think about what others owe me and what God should be doing towards me, to, to count my blessings in Him and through those blessings then seeking to be a blessing to others. Right? Um, what shall I render unto the Lord? How can I serve Him because of the many ways that He has benefited me? That's a change of perspective. It's a change of perspective. Do you ever need a change of perspective? I know I do. This, this psalm gave me a change of perspective on some, th some things this week. I needed my perspective changed. And, uh, and, and, and that's true for us as human beings uh, so many times. And in verse 12 there, thank you, Lord, because you have benefited me. In verse 13, it says, I will take the cup of salvation. And we're going to take a literal cup here in just a minute. And, and you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, symbolically... We're going to take up that, that juice that reminds us of the shed blood of Jesus. We're going to symbolically, we're going to break bread to, to, to represent the suffering that he went uh, uh, through us for. But in a real sense, in the cup, you know, God has, has, has filled up a cup for every individual that we can drink from of his salvation, of his help, of his assistance, of even the salvation that he gives us through the Lord Jesus Christ. I said that was the main message of our church, and it is. 
The main message of our church is this, that God is offering you the cup of salvation. He has extended to you a means from which you can receive and choose to partake of that which he's offering you. Now, God doesn't offer, he doesn't force anybody to, 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 to take, that, take that cup. He doesn't say, okay, you know, come over here, I'm going to, you know, the, the, the cup of, of salvation. That's a gift that he wants to give. That's a gift that is offered. Now, he will work in people's hearts. His grace will draw people to himself. The, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God will use his word to bring conviction, to lead somebody to see that I can trust that God truly is offering me this gift. <laughs> And it is something that I want to receive. And the psalmist is saying here that, that I, I have a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord because of the cup of salvation which He has extended to me. And, uh, you know, um, people will not be separated from God forever because of the things that they have done, ultimately. They'll be separated from Him because they have never received what God has offered them, to take care of the things that they've done. Do you realize that since I've been saved, I've done bad things, and I've done dumb things, and I've ignored God's leading in my life at times? And if it depended upon me to earn or keep my salvation, it would be exercise of futility at that point. I will never measure up to the holiness of God, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so ultimately, to me, because I see this, the, the, the cup of salvation which God has, 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 has extended, ultimately, uh, now, it's not an issue of, I've done this list of bad things, so I'm, 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 I'm relegated to hell. You know, that person's done enough good things, so they're, they're not. What it comes down to, ultimately, is God, God offers. How are we going to respond? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. <laughs> not of works, as any man should boast. And uh, a lot of the, 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 this chapter then is also, you know, that following verse that says, we, we, even though we're not saved by works, we're saved unto good works. In other words, we say, look, look, look at the cup of salvation that God has given me. Look at the benefits He's given me. Look at His mercy, His grace towards me. Look at everything that He's given to me as a Christian. Oh, man, how can I help but want to live for Him now? Joyously, enthusiastically, energetically, it's my reasonable service. You know what that is, really? You know what that, that attitude right there is? That is the heart from which comes a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Ongoing manifestations of our gratefulness to the God that loved us enough to bestow those benefits upon us. Read the rest of the chapter. I got through, um, I think, eight out of the eleven. There's other things in there uh, that you can draw from as well. Let's look at the last verse. It says, in the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being praiseworthy. Think about that. Thank you, Lord, for being worthy of praise. Aren't you glad that you have a God who's worthy of praise? 
There's been a lot of gods that have been put forth, but none of them have been worthy of praise except the Lord God Almighty. None of them have been worthy of praise. We serve a God that is worthy of praise. And, uh, and we're just going to remember, we're going to remember a little bit this time of, uh, you know, uh, we're going to take a few minutes, I should say, to remember um, and to give thanks for, for what he did for us on Calvary. Let's pray.